It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, that flat out sucked. This was a terrible weekend for the Big Ten Conference in the Big Dance, but we'll get to all of that. So hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Big Ten Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is Monday, March 22nd, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Yes, it is a Monday episode. I am Ben Stevens, but that means I am joined by my man, also with the last name Stevens. It is Jay Stevens on the Stevens and Stevens Monday episode of the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. If you can hear it in my voice, it's a little bit hoarse. I've been yelling at the TV all weekend long throughout the first three days of the big dance, the round of 64 and the round of 32. And Jay, I think it goes without saying, it was not the most banner of a weekend for the Big Ten Conference that went into the NCAA tournament being claimed the best conference in all of college basketball. It is not played out as such as it stands at the moment. Three games on this Monday in the round of 32 that feature a Big Ten team. So opportunities to continue surviving and advancing in the NCAA tournament. But Jay, not a great weekend for the Big Ten. Not at all. Big Ten Ben. Not a good weekend at all. It was bad. It was embarrassing. And during the season, I made a comment, a statement. People were saying, oh, the Big Ten Conference is big. It's bad. It's deep. It's one of the deepest deepest conferences we have seen in a long time. It rivals a recent ACC run where they have had numerous deep teams and deep conferences in any particular basketball season. Well, not so fast, my friend. During the season, I said, there's a lot of good basketball being played, a lot of competitive basketball. But competitive basketball does not always mean your teams are as good as what you think they are. No, neither, I did not expect this poor performance. I want to keep it very PG right now, Ben, because the basketball that's being played, start with the fighting Illini, was the fight there? I don't know because the Ramblers rolled and Sister Jean kept clapping the entire time as her team rambled and rolled on to another Sweet 16 performance appearance. And Jay, we'll recap, we'll recap the entire weekend, right? And we'll get maybe even to some bigger picture in the final segment of this Stevens and Stevens Monday episode of the Locked On Big Ten podcast. But when you look at it, as it stands at the moment, there were nine teams from the Big Ten Conference that made the NCAA tournament. As it stands at the moment, all six of those teams that had a chance to advance to the Sweet 16 are now out. There are st- still three teams that are in play, alive and well, with Michigan, Iowa, and Maryland playing on this very Monday. But my name is Big Ten Ben. I wear that on my sleeve. I have said for the past two and a half months, there was a team in Champaign, Illinois, 
the fighting Illini under head coach Brad Underwood that I felt was destined to bring the Big Ten Conference its first national championship in over 20 years. So let's start there. Illinois falling in the round of 32 in the battle of the state of Illinois against Loyola Chicago. And Jay, there's often times in the NCAA tournament, you see upsets. You see lower seeds knock off higher seeds all the time. We can go back to Friday because that was the last time you had an episode prior to the big dance in the round of 34, truly in earnest getting underway in the Big Ten Conference. And you saw Oral Roberts knocked off Ohio State. You saw North Texas knock off Purdue. But we focus right now on Illinois and Loyola Chicago. And you see oftentimes in upset alerts where a team that is less talented just plays a better game. The other team has an off night. That was not the case between the Ramblers and the Fighting Illini. Loyola Chicago was the better team for all 40 minutes in coaching, in execution, in schematics, in every single facet of a college basketball game. Loyola Chicago was better than the number one seed in the Midwest region in the Illinois Fighting Illini, a team, Jay Stevens, that you know I was claiming would cut down the nets on April 5th, 2021. What happened in your mind between the Ramblers and the Illini that led to the result that we saw a physically dominant game for Loyola Chicago on this Sunday? Uh, mentally, it's possible that Illinois assumed they could run over or run through, run around or overpower the Ramblers on Saturday, Sunday after. Well, I forget what day it was, Ben. So much basketball that when things don't go well, you forget where you are at times on Sunday afternoon. I think that was part of the problem. Because Kofi Coburn, in just about any matchup, he can outdog you. He can outpower you. But he's not used to going up against a guy in Crutwig who can maneuver the offense from the high post and slash, get the cutter, make he's a phenomenal passer, and everything flows and moves off of him. So maybe it was a mentality. I know in the second half, I, I think Bill Raftery made a comment about Kofi Coburn being gassed. You look at about the five, six, seven mark in the first half, Ben. Coburn was worn out because he's not used to the movement, not used to not being able to dictate the pace. You can go to Io DeSumo. You can to go to Andre Cabello off the bench. You shouldn't need Andre Cabello to score 20 points to beat Loyola Chicago. You should not because you do have a two AP All-Americans, I believe, Coburn and uh, I know Io was. I want to say Coburn was as well. Don't. Mistake me if I if I forget that if I'm wrong no, with you. No, you're correct. You're okay, correct. you got two AP All Americans, guys that you should be able to rely on to play basketball very, very well. But at the same time, you're not used to that double team coming at the top. When the double team comes, it messed you up. It rattled you the entire game. Yes, they keep showing pictures and showing Sister Jean on TV. Sister Jean aside, no matter if she's in LA, um, Illinois, excuse me. I don't, don't know. I wish I was in LA, but no matter if I was in Illinois or, or she's in Indianapolis watching the game, no matter where she is, Loyola Chicago plays consistently sound basketball. And Illinois was no match and they could not overcome. You said it well, Ben. Loyola Chicago was a better team for all 40 minutes mm-hmm. from the open to the end. All 40 minutes. And at times when Illinois could turn it up and crank up another gear, another gear, Loyola Chicago said, not so fast, my friend. I got something for you, and you can't stop us. That's a great point. In every upset, in every potential upset, Jay, I mentioned the eight-minute mark in the second half. 
if a team has a chance of pulling off the upset, they will respond to any run the more talented, higher seed puts in their way. And Loyola Chicago did that. Every time Illinois cut it to single digits, Loyola Chicago was there to answer. And you look at the box score, and that's what I was looking up while you were speaking. Kofi Coburn, 32 minutes, 21 points, 7 of 12 from the field, 9 rebounds as well. Only two fouls. He did what he needed to do, but at times he was outmatched by Cam Crutley, who had 19 points, 50% from the field, 12 rebounds. A double-double from Cam Crutwig that dominated at times, made Kofi Coburn look as a liability on defense. And really what pains me, what pains me is looking at Io DeSumo's numbers in the box score. Only nine points, six turnovers. It sucks. It just flat-out sucks. And a lot of this, folks, will come off the heart, will come fresh off the sleeve because I call myself Big Ten Ben and I have received text messages and messages across the interwebs wide all over the weekend from people that have reached out to me to talk about how bad the Big Ten performed this weekend. A lot of this will be pure raw emotion. And it sucks that Io DeSumo's last game in an Illinois uniform will be the output that we saw on Sunday against Loyola Chicago. Nine points only in six turnovers it was a terrible day for illinois and loyola chicago jay as we said has been the best team or was the best team in that game so illinois knocked out in the round of 32 something the big 10 could use a little bit more of this past weekend either in the round of 64 or the round of 32 was some confidence but you're never lacking on confidence when it comes to Blue Chew because Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in discreet packaging. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. BlueChew's licensed medical providers will work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problems here. BlueChew's tablets are chewable. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, I'm looking at you, the Big Ten Conference. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information and we've got a special listeners we got a special deal for our listeners try blue chew free when you use our promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n at checkout and all you'll pay is the five dollars shipping that's bluechew.com the promo code is locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n to receive your first month free and we thank blue chew for sponsoring the locked on big 10 podcast so as Jay Stevens and I are recapping the weekend that was terrible for the Big Ten Conference, there's still hope on the horizon, and that comes today. Three games that feature Big Ten teams in the round of 32, and if you want to lay some money down, you want to play some wagers, and you want to win some money, most importantly, betonline.ag is the best place to do that. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has the real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet 
sets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or to use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you put in the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. I say three games today in the round of 32 that still feature a Big Ten team and all of those lines and totals coming from our good friends at BetOnline.ag. The first game of the day, 12-10 p.m. Eastern tip on CBS, Oregon and Iowa, the 7-2 matchup in the West region, Iowa, a five and a half point favorite, the over under total 147 and a half. The second game of the day featuring a Big Ten team in the East region, the eight, or excuse me, no, eight versus number one matchup, LSU and Michigan. The spread, Michigan favored by five, the over under total 149. And then the final game of the day featuring a Big Ten team, 8.45 p.m. Eastern tip, Maryland, the 10 seed in the East, taking on the 2 seed in the East, the Alabama Crimson Tide, the over-under total, 138. The line, Bama, favored by 5.5. The Big Ten team there, the underdog, Maryland, plus 5.5. All of that coming from our friends at betaline.ag. And one more reminder, use the promo code Locked On. that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, when you sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This is not exactly the most chipper Stevens and Stevens podcast you will ever hear here on the Monday edition of the Locked On Big Ten Show. But outside of the Big Ten Conference and the NCAA tournament, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts, including myself, Big Ten Ben, the host of Locked On Big Ten. You can hear me today on Locked On Today recapping the abysmal weekend for the Big Ten Conference in the Big Dance. So follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Jay and I recap the weekend and look ahead to this Monday slate of games in the Big Ten Conference right now. Let's go back further, Jay, because the last time people heard from us here on the Locked On Big Ten podcast was prior to the Big Dance in the round of 34 getting underway on Friday. And we had two monumental upsets in the Big Ten Conference with the number two seed in the South region, your Ohio State Buckeyes, you are the host of Locked On Buckeyes, and the number four seed, Purdue, getting upset by Oral Roberts, knocking off the Buckeyes, and North Texas knocking off Purdue. What happened in those two games in your mind that allowed upsets to take place against our teams in the Big Ten Conference? Well, North Texas and Purdue, I think I got this little note here next to me. That when you play from behind consistently, mm. you're putting out that extra energy and effort to try to come back not just for five minutes or 10 minutes, but for 25, 30-plus minutes, you're going to be gassed. Travion Williams, phenomenal. I mean, he, his moves in the post, I mean, Ben, these are just like old-school, low-post, big-man moves. He has a little yeah. shimmy shake, a little shimmy shake, has a right-hand or left-hand hook off of that. That's not college stuff. That's elite pro moves that he has. You got him. You got Jay Ivey. But that, can't, that wasn't enough for North Texas. And like I said before on Locked on Buckeyes, I made a little comment about how you got North Texas. You have Oral Roberts, who I'll talk about here in a minute. They have nothing to lose. They come to Indiana, to Indianapolis, or maybe West Lafayette or Bloomington, wherever the games were at the time. They come here knowing we're not supposed to win. We're not supposed to even be here. We had to win our conference tournament to make it this far. Nobody expects Purdue to lose. Nobody expected Ohio State to lose. Yeah, one guy, one team had Max Aceman, so I'll get to him in a minute because Zach Cat is phenomenal. North Texas, how many guys, how many of you right now know players on their team? How many of you knew prior to the Purdue game? Probably not many of you. If you did, you may know one or two from watching the game or looking at the box score right now. That's just how it is. 
Purdue, which you're playing behind, that's supposed to play behind. And then I look up at overtime, Ben. You're down nine quickly. Excuse me? So yeah. now you're playing from behind in regulation. You're playing from behind in overtime. No, you're not going to win like that. Not good. Now, granted, I would assume you're not playing anymore. I do expect another year of Jaden Ivey. Uh, Mason Gills is going to get better. Uh, um, Brandon Newman is going to get better. I hope Travion Williams stays because uh, that's a guy that I want to see play, wear a Purdue uniform one more year. Uh, they're going to get better. Matt Painter has a phenomenal job of creating these guys. There's a difference between a Matt Painter team in the tournament with Carson Edwards and Matt Painter team in the tournament without Carson Edwards. Look it up. Mm-hmm. There is a discrepancy about how deep his teams go. As far as the Ohio State or Roberts game, I interviewed um, Kelly Hines of Tulsa World last week, was on Friday's show of Locked on Buckeyes, and she made some, we were just had an eight-minute conversation about the game, about, about Oral Roberts, their basketball team, what the makeup is, what it means for them to be there, all the general comments you make, or you ask a writer prior for before that team playing in the NCAA tournament when they had to win their league championship game to be there. But I don't even think Miss Kelly Hines expected because I could tell by her body language, yeah, Oral Roberts can be good. 16 and 10 record on the season. Didn't lose a game, didn't win a game against any of their power conference teams that they played in their not conference schedule. You couldn't tell me, Ben, that that was a, that was a case because you got Max Aismith. You got Kevin O'Banner. I call them the law firm of Aismith and O'Banner, the leading scoring duo in the country. Max Aismith, the leading scorer in the country. They were doing whatever they wanted. 59 points combined. Between those two players, 16 points combined for everybody else to touch the court for Oral Roberts. And you see Ohio State scrambling, not knowing how, how to get out of a double team. I mean, these elementary things, and these are things that you saw Ohio State early in the season in non-conference play when they're trying to figure out how to play the basketball together. They were doing these same things. Ben, this is the NCAA tournament. This is a team that in the Big Ten Championship lost by three in overtime to Illinois. And I'm confused watching the game because they acted like they didn't know how to overcome simple things in basketball that they had seen since they started playing basketball or since they started playing high-level basketball. It's not fun. It sucks. People get on EJ Liddell for how he plays. You can rip Chris Holman for how he coaches. Forget all that stuff. Forget it. You want raw emotion bid from you? I'll give it to you from me as well. That was embarrassing. You should not play a game that way against a team like that. You're better than them. A two seed, it's happened before. They lost to a 15 seed, but it shouldn't have happened this year. Shouldn't have happened to this Ohio State team. Your bad defense all year long came back to bite you. And Max Aismith, he's not only, not only did he win his first round matchup, but those Golden Eagles are moving on to the Sweet 16 after beating the Florida Gators. Big shots down the stretch. And I believe it was a big defensive play as well that secured that win for them. The second ever number 15 seed in the history of the NCAA tournament to advance to the Sweet 16. And you bring up a great point. Ohio State should have won that game. It would have been a great game. It would have been a Cinderella story run. But Ohio State had chances to close it out at the free throw line, and they struggled to do so. And that's really what it comes down to. Purdue, in a different way, Ohio State shot 9 of 18 from the free throw line in that game against Oral Roberts on Friday in the round of 64, just 50%. That's abysmal. Purdue was 10 of 14 against North Texas, but they missed back-to-back-to-back free throws in the final three 
and a half minutes of that game to struggle it down the stretch and lose that game. So a tough weekend for the Big Ten. Wisconsin and Rutgers pulled off great wins in their first-round matchups, both falling in the second round as well. Rutgers should have beaten Houston, advanced to the Sweet 16. They did not. They were up by 9-J with under five minutes left, and in the entire final 20 minutes of the game, a.k.a. the second half, Rutgers did not attempt one single free throw. That cannot happen when you are ahead. That cannot happen when you are ahead. Rutgers coughing it down the stretch. But overall, I'll say this about the Scarlet Knights. A historic season in Piscataway. Making the NCAA tournament for the first time in three decades and 30 years. And winning a game in the big dance for the first time in 38 years. So kudos to them. Kudos to Wisconsin, on the other hand, for knocking off North Carolina, playing really well in that game. Anytime you run into the Baylor Bears in the round of 32, most likely not going to go in your favor. So those are a couple of the teams in the Big Ten that struggled this weekend. So not a great weekend, but one of the few things we could feel great about even in the Big Ten Conference this weekend in the NCAA tournament was our nutrition because we rely on Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on each and every one of their flavors. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is as follows. In the enticing 8 or the sweetest 16, whatever the matchup might be, on this Monday, March 22nd, it's coconut and birthday cake. That a very enticing matchup. I'm going to give the nod to birthday cake because I love it so much. It's one of my favorite flavors on Built Bar. But if you disagree or you want to hear your opinion voiced, make sure to go to BuiltBar.com to vote and place your bet on that right now. Just a vote, not a bet, but place your vote on BuiltBar.com or at bar underscore built on Twitter. And when you go to BuiltBar.com, if you're going to go there to place your vote, remember to use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Although it wasn't the greatest weekend, the big dance is still the focus of this Locked On Big Ten podcast, but the NFL Draft is weeks away. It's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. We will hear from some of them as we approach the NFL Draft on this very show, but right now, it's still the NCAA a tournament, a look ahead into what might be some of the issues with the Big Ten Conference in the bigger picture with Jay Stevens on our Stevens and Stevens Monday episode. And Jay, I want to look forward to the teams that play on this Monday because there are still three teams from the Big Ten Conference that are still alive and well with a chance to make this week 16. And you can hear it in my voice. You hear it from Jay. The raw emotion we felt this weekend is showing. My voice is strained. I've been yelling at the TV nonstop for the past 72 hours. I know Jay has been feeling the same way. This is the Stevens and Stevens podcast 
on a Monday episode of Locked On Big Ten. Three teams in action on this Monday out of the Big Ten Conference. The number two seed in the West region, Iowa, takes on an Oregon team. The number one seed in the East region, Michigan, takes on LSU, an eight seed, in a game at 7.10 p.m. Eastern on CBS. And then Maryland, the 10 seed in the East region, takes on the two seed in the East region in Alabama. Jay, there is a real possibility, I would say, that a Big Ten team does not advance to the Sweet 16. I'm a little bit skeptical right now. I'm a little bit skittish, I guess you could say. What do you think the chances are that a Big Ten team is alive and well when all is said and done, and there will at least be two, possibly three teams playing in the round of 16? Ben, I'm looking at the schedule right now, and I'm going to go with one team possibly moving on after this round. Um, I think I, I my bracket has two. I'm going to be completely honest with you. My bracket mm-hmm. has two on tallyside.com. I did go ahead and go with those picks as well for the weekend. Um, as I'm talking it out right now, just seeing how the tell has gone and how things have gone for this for so far, <laughs> abysmal, atrocious. Um, <laughs> um, there's a good chance Iowa loses to, loses to Oregon because um, of their defense. Um, I think their defense or lack thereof could come back to haunt them. I mean, you're going to have yeah. to score 80-plus points to win this game, and I don't know if defensively they'll be able to make the stops and play it away. I'm playing it this way, Ben. The first time Ohio State and Iowa played, a lot of listeners will remember this game. It was a track meet. I mean, it was not much defense played. Iowa came out man-to-man, two-three zone, second possession. Ohio State got them out of that one back to a man-to-man because they realized we just can't stop them. The second time around, Ohio State played bad. I think only scored like 57 points. But the most efficient offenses in the country only scored 57 points, I believe, Iowa scored 73, and you look back at the game, it's just like a, it's a horrible, horrible way to look at it. Iowa, I think that their defense will not play like it needs to in this game against Oregon. I hope my bracket stays afloat, Ben. I hope I get this matchup right. Um, this is actually one of the games um, in that in one of the matchups uh, in this round that I actually have both teams still in. So, hey, good for Jay right there. Um, yeah. But I do think that uh, Iowa is skeptical. I think Michigan wins. And I look went back and looked at some of their highlights and some of their numbers from this pat from what was it Saturday's game. Right. These days are so messed up, bro. It's so messed up. I forget where I am, uh, what day it is, what time it it's is. It's all a tizzy, all a tizzy Dude, in the it's crazy. tournament. I hear you. So Michigan, Texas Southern. I went back and I I, I said well, the note I have here for this game was Michigan had too much talent. They're just loaded. I mean, you have uh Mike Smith, 18, 4, and 5. Eli Brooks, 11, 6, and 5. France Wagner, 9, 9, and 6. Hunter Dickinson, 16, 2, 16, only two rebounds, which is amazing to me. But he yeah. was 6 of 7 shooting from the field. That right there, I think, is a formula that can translate and move forward. And it's something that against LSU is going to be a tight, a highly contested, a tight game. I do think Michigan moves on. I think that Alabama is just going to be too much for Maryland. As good as Maryland is defensively, and Daryl Morsell, as phenomenal as he is at the defensive end, I think Alabama is just going to be – yeah, Alabama is going to be way too much, man. Um, Nate Oates has those guys playing phenomenal basketball, high level. The pace is where they wanted to. They could dictate the pace very well. And I just don't see Maryland being able to score enough points or stop Alabama enough. Very simple, I know, but I just I personally don't see that happening in that game. So my bracket has two of the three ga- two of the three teams moving on. Um, right now I'm saying one of the three. 
Uh, I hope my bracket is correct. I sure hope that listeners of the Big Ten, locked on Big Ten podcast, will say, no, Jay, we want all three of the Big Ten teams to move on. But like I said earlier, competitive games does not always mean you have a lot of elite teams. Michigan, yes. Iowa, they're on that second tier as far as they're not elite. They're really good. I think that being really good is one way that they will possibly find themselves out of the tournament after today's games. So I think Alabama knocks off Maryland. I think Iowa gets the better of Oregon based on the long delay that Oregon has had to get to the round of 32. And I would say Michigan and LSU right now is about 55% confidence in Michigan to get the job done. I hope, Jay, like you, we have two teams from the Big Ten Conference in the Sweet 16 by the time today's round of 32 games come to an end. But I want to finish this Stevens and Stevens locked on Big Ten episode with this discussion. And we'll make it quick because we're running down to the wire here. The Big Ten had nine teams in the NCAA tournament. It was seen all year long as the best conference in all of college basketball. And to have at least at this moment that we are speaking prior to Monday's games, six of the nine teams eliminated on the opening weekend. Do you think that shows to you there is an issue with Big Ten basketball? As far as like what? Explain. Bigger picture. Bigger, Bigger picture. Because there, in my opinion, I'll get into it a little bit. Yeah. But I think there is an issue when it comes to the Big Ten Conference and having success in the month of March, which ultimately you are judged by. National championships, final four appearances, all that comes to with that. I think one thing that hurts the Big Ten Conference, um, and I think there's a lot of power schools just in general, especially early on, I think about Ohio State losing to Oral Roberts. The non-conference season, you got to play tough schools. Now, I don't care about like, oh, Jay, well, you're an Ohio State guy. Well, they played Michigan once, not twice like I called for earlier um, after the schedule was already made. They played Iowa. They played Michigan. Well, Michigan State's not good this year, so that goes out the water. They played Purdue. Purdue's not a top-tier team. So one thing, I take this back to Gonzaga, Ben, because if you look back to Gonzaga's non-conference schedule, I don't have it right in front of me, but I know they had a game scheduled against Baylor. That did not happen. They played Iowa. That did happen. They played like five or six power schools in their non-conference schedule, ran the table, beat them all. Good mm-hmm. matchups. Against and and you beat all of them. I was hoping that we would get the Baylor Gonzaga matchup rescheduled. Unfortunately, that did not happen. But one thing Mark Few does very, very well, which I think that now you're going to find, well, hopefully, um, Chris Holtman, Tom Izzo, um, all these coaches are going to start. Oh, we got to schedule tougher in the non conference because, yes, it's great. Ohio State played UCLA in the non conference, Ben. You already said it earlier, they suck. Um, you, they, they're supposed to play North Carolina, but the game got, re, got moved. North Carolina's not good this year. You got to start playing teams that are good early in the season because you got to get a cakewalk. Oh, I say Ohio State, their defense wasn't good early in the season. Their defense wasn't good all season long. Oh, well, they're struggling in the, in the non-conference against some of their uh, non-bad teams, but it's due to having an, a, an abnormal offseason. No, I don't think so. That's just how a team played basketball consistently. Not good defensively. Struggle late in games. E.J. Liddell's good. Don't have a closer that's a guard. I mean, these are just normal things that happen. So, yeah, I think there possibly is a problem, um, and I'm not sure how to fix it. It's kind of like in college football. No, it's not college football season. 
But in college football every year, somebody complains about either the BCS, they might complain about the committee, they might complain about the SEC playing an SEC and ACC, playing one FCS school. There's something to complain about to improve everything. The one easy way to fix Big Ten basketball, hey, Kevin Warren, you want to make everybody happy right now and put you on, have everybody on, on your side? Well, how about you make it so your teams play tougher non-conference schedules even in a shortened season, you say, no, 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 no. We're not making a cakewalk. We want you guys to make good and make deep runs in the tournament because, hey, it's a selfish thing for him because he'll make more money the deeper his teams go. It's more money, maybe not in his pocketbook, but more money in the conference's pocketbook, which is great for business. There is a problem. I don't know how to fix it. You can start with scheduling. Um, if you start there, it's going to force coaches to coach harder <laughs> consistently all year long. I'll finish with this. I think there's a discussion that needs to be had because each and every year, the Big Ten Conference is highlighted throughout the regular season in the months of December, January, February, and into early March throughout the conference slate where they beat up on each other and it's high-quality basketball on a Wednesday night on ESPN or a Tuesday night on the Big Ten Network. And we applaud it and we revere it and we love what we see in the Big Ten Conference. But Jay, it has been 21 years since the Big Ten Conference has won an NCAA tournament title in the men's basketball tournament. At excuse a certain me, point. Me. You mean to tell me the last time the Big Ten had a, co- a team win the national championship was the year that Mateen Cleese played for Michigan State? That was here in Indianapolis at the RCA Dome. A work for performance by Mateen Cleese down the stretch, hobbling and doing what him and, him and Maurice Peters said. I mean, I remember that. I was a youngster. But that was the last time? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's amazing because I know IU went a couple years later. I know Illinois had a good run with Darren Williams, Luther Head, um, all right. those guys there. But that's that's embarrassing. Good runs, Jay. Good runs that have never gotten to the pinnacle. So there needs to be a discussion because it has been over two decades since the Big Ten has won a national championship in the men's basketball tournament. At a certain point, that's not a coincidence anymore. There's a reason for it. In each and every year in the regular season, the Big Ten Conference beats up on each other in its high-quality basketball that we all praise and we love, and rightfully so. But when it comes to success in the month of March, and especially early April, where it matters most, the Big Ten is lacking. There needs to be a discussion because at this point, when you have six of the nine teams heading into this Monday of action in the round of 32 in the NCAA tournament, and six of the nine teams that made the conference or made the national tournament from the Big Ten conference have been now eliminated, that is a different, that is a different, different discussion and something that is a little bit concerning when you look at it. That is the stake. That is the slate of games. That is the state of the Big Ten conference as it stands at the moment. At a certain point, Jay Stevens, It's not just coincidence. There's a reason for it. And I think it is concerning. And I think it's a trend the Big Ten Conference overall needs to address because it can't just be the same thing each and every year. There's way too much talent in this conference across the board in players, in coaches, in staffs, in everything for the Big Ten to go over two decades and not winning a national championship in the NCAA tournament in men's basketball. It's not just a coincidence anymore. Jay Stevens, the host of Locked On Buckeyes, on this Monday Stevens and Stevens episode on the Locked On Big Ten Conference. I appreciate your time here joining me almost for a post-mortem session after a very, very tough weekend for the Big Ten Conference in the Big Dance. I appreciate your time as always, my man. Thank you for joining. Big Ten, Ben, it's always fun hoping for some good basketball to be played today. And trust me, trust me. 
I will have a lot more raw emotion coming up the next time you and I talk here on Locked on Big Ten a week from today. If our Michigan, our Iowa, and our Maryland lose on Monday and don't move on to play anymore in this year's NCAA tournament. You and me both, Jay Stevens. You and me both. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.